0: And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I wanted to have an introduction that I could memorize and everybody else would go, wait, I'm supposed to read this off of what cue card again? Why don't you have this written down anywhere? I still can't read it. Thank you very much. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than destination. Ash- than the Destination, and I'm still a dick. I'm your main host, as you see on the bottom over there. There it is. Hi, I'm your main host. I'm Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. as Um, Let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody, because, again, still kind of feeling my way through, getting used to how the hell everything is. There we go. Now that I get everybody. So let's go ahead and get everybody on board. Top right hand, sorry, left hand. I'm doing good tonight.
1: I'm over
0: here. It's only coffee. Somewhere
1: on the bingo card. It's only.
0: It's only coffee. I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in a little bit more about that. Up outside of very much outside of Edmonton. How's that? (laughs) Very outside of Edmonton
2: Dallin, good evening Uh, Speaking of bingo cards Under the B, 19 Yes, that's B, 19 If you're caught in a car late at night in Minneapolis You better B, 19 I will just Only only a very select few people are going to get that joke And none of them are listening to this tonight Perfectly fine by me (laughs) Down And just a
0: little bit to the right In the Midwest of the US Bridget, good evening
3: Good evening. Uh,
0: a little bit off to the right from there, there is your name. In uh, well, like I said, just a little bit off to the right, Joey. Good evening. Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We've we've discussed. There's there's a story behind all this. You're probably I not going to know this.
1: I, I heard the Friday Night Show, and I don't even know where to begin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, just a little bit further off to the right towards the coast, although it doesn't quite look like him. It looks like a ceiling piece, but that's okay. I'm sorry,
1: okay. I'm house-sitting, and I don't have a phone holder. That's all right. You're going to get the, the ceiling light or a blank screen at one point?
2: That's fine. So that's on Renode Tech.
1: Good morning. And you get to see me in full-color glory today. Ooh.
2: yeah. So, so if we're only seeing the ceiling, would that be then... Uh... Ceiling tech is watching us.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna find a way to add that to my signature line at work. You, oh, <laughs>
2: you do that. I, I, and I think anybody else,
1: I'm going to blame Canada.
2: I think I've created a monster, and strangely, <laughs> oh, no, I'm okay no, 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 with no, no. this.
1: No, 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 you didn't create a monster, you mean-
2: which is almost
0: as bad. And <sighs> from over the water into Paris, France. Joseph, good morning. Good to have you. Good morning, sir. So, is everybody Good morning, in? all. Yes, everybody doing okay so far? Can't complain. Don't all answer I'm at sorry. once, you know. Oh, no, like so I, I said. I said I can...
1: neat. I'm using the Discord app here. <clears throat> and so everybody, there, there's six, uh, six squares for everybody's face or icon. As mine shows. Yep. And what I noticed is when I tap the mute button from my icon, it'll show a red ring around it. So I'm curious to know if it'll show that active red ring for anybody else.
2: Nope. Well, oh, try it.
1: Nope. And I'm going to mute it
2: now. Nope. All we see is just the little circle and slash with the mic uh, in the corner of your image.
1: Yeah, when I had it muted, I saw a red ring around my icon and the and the muted microphone icon in the upper right hand corner of my screen. So interesting to oh. know.
2: Hey, props to the devs for um, adding an effect. <laughs> Good
4: enough. Is this uh, test something like uh, verifying that the fridge light turns out when you close the door? We can we can check that later. Uh, <laughs> fritz freeling i'm pretty
0: sure covered that once upon a time I ago but that's night. fine enough by me so anyway as i said yes i'm only drinking coffee tonight leave me alone so hi everybody thank you for joining mm-hmm. us we hope that you're gonna have yourselves a good time because uh we're not i'm gonna warn you right now topic wise I'm really pissed off because any time that I start to hear about elected officials using the term witchcraft, I start oh. to get a little bit, yeah, that wasn't in the news story this time out,
2: but uh, it similar ones it, have. So It, it just makes you want to break up the voodoo dolls, doesn't
1: it? Well, yeah. what it makes me wish is that I, I wish there was an underground cabal of actual magic users that I was a member of. Because then I would find a way to cast a spell to make sure assholes like that never reproduced.
0: Oh, geez, who are you kidding? You don't have the intelligence to be a wizard. Please, where's that wisdom? Well, you got the mm-hmm. charisma score, so you know what? It's all—it's all good. It's all fine.
1: You're—you're you're a wizard, Harry. He, no, he's a Harry wizard. In, in, interesting fact about the Discord app on the phone. I see. Um, uh, Joseph is muted, so I see both the red ring and again the slash mute microphone in the upper right hand corner of his hmm. square. So interesting.
2: I, I have to wonder if uh, the people who developed the Discord app for the phone have a uh, have a hatred for Microsoft.
1: Um, because of the red ring of death. Thank <laughs> you. Love it I'm, I'm I love it. Somebody got. I'm glad somebody got it. Wait, here's the thing. I, I think this is actually nice. I think the way they've set this up, at least as far as the mobile goes, I think they've done a good job because that is a nice visual indicator that, hey, this person has their microphone unit, so if you haven't heard from them in a while, they may not realize that that's <laughs> what's going on.
2: All right, good
0: easy way for uh, everybody to notice this stuff.
1: so. As usual everybody uh
0: I've I've already got questions what kind of coffee uh the the regular stuff from BJ's wholesale uh, I get uh, medium medium dark and uh it's uh it's it's brewed with a scoop of Swiss Miss because I like me Mamocha with a little yeah. I'm
1: drinking Folgers instant crystals ew I'm with- sorry well, I grew up with Folgers anyway, so Folgers doesn't um, bother me. And then I added I, a pinch of Bonfire to it. Yeah,
2: what I had a uh, what I just finished there was uh, a cup of Black Rifle coffee, uh, a particular blend known as Canadian AF. Uh, well, the thing with Black Rifle, I know the the thing with Black Rifle is it has the uh, it has twice the caffeine of regular coffee. So I should be awake for most of the show. One would expect.
1: I figured it was being called Black Rifle Coffee because it was probably, it it might hint at a throwback where some idiot um, took a can of gunpowder instead of a can of coffee and tried to brew a pot of coffee.
2: Actually, uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company was created by a veteran a U.S. Army vet. Uh, proceeds from the sale go to VA benefits in uh, North America. Uh, cool. Can you find me a link? Uh, yeah, sure. Let me. Uh, I'll get it for you. I'll throw it in the uh, in the Discord for us.
1: Thanks, just because mobile is not as friendly with chat and shit. No, no worries. I get it.
0: And then it'll be there for you for later.
1: Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks.
0: No worries. So uh, while we go ahead and uh, have them do their little thing. Let me go ahead and get everything rolling over here because I keep forgetting that I don't have access to the stopwatch on the desktop anymore because, well, I'm not running under Linux currently. So I keep forgetting about that. So to get things going over here, as usual with uh, five minutes on the clock, I know, leave me alone. Five Minute Freestyle starts right now. Two thousand two, man. Um, two thousand two was uh, was a, a weird year, in uh, in a lot of ways. And uh, and we we know for well that here in America, you know, two thousand one. Well, you know, it, it's not it, it's not being over the top to say that everything just went to shit. I mean, really, there's there's no other way to put it. Um, it's hard to look back on those days and not realize how much of an impact, if you'll pardon the expression, there really was that happened in that time. And it was really tough for me in particular. I remember as a kid that, you know, it was, it was okay for you. To go into an airport, go down the concourse and meet you people when they were coming off of the airplane, right at the terminal, you know, right, right there, right as soon as they got off the uh, off the air ramp. You know, less than a year later, that's that's a that's a fond memory only, and nobody's going to grow up with that anymore. Two thousand two, our kid was born. And an amazing journey started that I never thought would ever happen for me. Truth be told, when I was in high school, I didn't think that I would ever end up with somebody that I would love and would love me. And I had no idea that It was only a couple of years later that I would meet who would become my future wife, you know, a year and a half later out of high school. And that, you know, we'd be married, moved in together, setting off on the great unknown. And then we had a kid. His birthday was... Just this past week. Matter of fact, on the 23rd. 17 years old. It's weird to look back on it now because there are there are pieces about it that are funny. that are pieces that are weird. One of my favorite things about it was that my wife did not want the first picture of her with and got her lipstick on because she wanted to not look like she just had a baby. What are you going to do? The doctor said, Could you eat just a little bit more? We're, we're, measuring, we're guessing that uh, five pounds, nine ounces. Could, could you just try to get just a couple more ounces into the kid? N- n- no. No. Came out five pounds even. Nice. When I left the hospital three-ish in the morning, something like that, Turn on the radio, and we were listening to NPR a lot at the time. There were some good shows, still are. But in the off time when they didn't have just spoken shows, they would play music, of course, and a lot of times they would be playing jazz or blues or big band stuff and they played a song that I had not heard them play before and have never heard them play after. It was a song that my grandmother used to sing. My mom sighed. Yes, sir, that's my baby. No, sir, I don't mean maybe. Yes, sir, that's my baby now. I don't believe in an afterlife, I don't believe in coincidences, but there are some times, there are some moments where things just align in a way that you just can't explain. It doesn't make them supernatural, but it does make them special. Enjoy them when they happen, huh? This episode, two seventy five on the docket, your honor. Do you believe in magic? In a young, I'm not going to get DMCA'd because I, I really don't want to be doing this.
1: <clears throat> Honestly, so, those people do believe in magic. Yeah. They won't admit that they do.
0: Yeah, and and that's that's part of the problem. That's that's where we're going to be going with this. Um, a couple of news stories ended up coming out, and I've I've got. To kind of thank for part of it too, uh, especially where people who are in elected official positions uh, who have got something that resembles authority, especially with schools, to say, Yeah, we will allow or not allow this to be taught. And this is becoming a problem because, well, like I said, there are some who have actually said, I'm not going to allow evolution to be taught because I don't want witchcraft taught in my school district. I'm highly paraphrasing, but you get the idea. I've seen that. I,
1: I just want to know how that statement shows that this person graduated school. Yeah. For the position that they took.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that in a little bit. Anyway. So that's where we're going to be going through, and, you know, yay whoopee ding. I did go looking up for new information about Rafe Badawi uh, just before we went to air. As usual, there's not a heck of a lot of new information, at least not directly, on him. I did see a couple of news stories that were of interest, if sidelined a little bit. Up in Canada, news services up there have gone ahead and said that Insaf has, uh, his wife, has... No intentions at this time of running for any elected official positions. As far as I'm concerned, good. And I say that because she's got enough to deal with. She doesn't need anything extra on top of herself. So, you know what? Fine. Good. She's still keeping her voice out there. And we grandly respect that. And, you know, don't go nuts. The other one is... There is the G20 summit that is going to be coming up in 2020, which is going to be held apparently in Riyadh. So there are a number of agencies, a number of groups, a number of people who are saying, look, um, if Saudi Arabia really wants to be taken seriously with these summits, with the G20, that maybe, you know, you you push for reforms... Maybe you should really be implementing them uh, for yourselves, too, and not be such a hypocrite. That would be really nice. And, of course, really would like to have, you know, Rafe be one of those people that's released from prison. We can hope, be that as it may. So, with that all in place... As of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been seven, yeah, seven years, two months and 11 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our, our thoughts and our hopes are still with you and your family. We're still waiting for you. So we'll be dealing with, uh, we'll be dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, by the way, over on the live chat, please take advantage of that. Felis was there. Stephanie is there. Doc Waxon. Hi. Doc, it's, you know, you should get yourself some sleep once in a while. It'd be really nice. He's over in the UK, too. And, you know, it's just, it's early. Go to
2: sleep. He he just loves us. That's all. I mean, the the guy's been exposed to all of us uh, since Thursday. (laughs) Language. (laughs) Freezing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is what it is. That is, he's been tuning into audio shows uh, with some of us since Thursday. Is what I meant. Fine, we'll go with that. So Sorry, the Alexa. the uh, the news story that
0: ended up coming across, by the way, was uh, annoying, to put it mildly. That uh, <laughs> it was over in it was uh, Florida, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, forgive me. Uh, I there,
1: there there's. There, there's a whole lot of craziness, and it's all over the place. It, it's not just Florida. It, it, it's going yeah. around, man. They're, people say, oh, this is just the dying breaths of of, of religion. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a war. This is not the dying breaths. They're not dying out. They are building an army and calling them to battle.
0: Yeah, you know? I finally... I, see, the problem is I forgot to open the... Uh, the news story itself directly.
2: And it's okay. I've I've got it here. Um, yeah, yeah it I is, just pulled uh, it myself, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is Florida, which is surprising because this really, this honestly feels a lot like it should be in Texas.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, y- you know full well from a lot of the other podcasts that we listen to that, you know, Florida Man is always the one that we have to be watching
2: out for because... Uh, You see, to me, Florida, man, is usually the one that ends up in my segment of, you know, the WTF News on Sunday nights. Same, same. Uh, Yeah, I I go for the absurdly funny. This is anything but.
1: No, this is not funny. This is not amusing. This is an assault. This is an assault on education in the country. I mean, you hear religious leaders say, oh, there's an assault on religion. There's an assault on religion. Screw you and your assault on religion. We are not assaulting religion. Religion is trying to put its fingers into the things that our country, by law, has said. No, you're not allowed to do that. Go back to your church. Go back to your temple. Go back to your mosque. Do your thing there. Do your thing in people's privacy of their own homes. Hell, in most cases, after-school programs, which are not sponsored by the school or local government, as long as they're, uh, you know, As long as it's obvious that it's not a school function, you know, like young life, things like that. Those are okay too. And but when it comes to the schools, when it comes to public education, no, you're not allowed. And here is a government official going, yeah, I'm going to allow it. Not only am I going to allow it, I'm going to nix out part of the curriculum that is necessary for understanding.
2: Now, here's my question. Oh, this is going to be good. How close is that guy to re-election? Is, is there an election coming up
1: He wasn't elected.
2: So who? what is he?
1: He was put there.
2: Oh, he's appointed.
1: Yes. And because the people who can appoint him are part of the religious right, as it's we're commonly referred to, they're not going to remove him. It's going to so take they are, a court
2: yeah, to remove so, him. So the people who appointed him are pandering to the people who will keep them in office. That is correct. Because because these people have gotten away with it for so long that this has become part of their sense of, of order of familiarity. And now, you know, guys like us, we come in, we shake it up, even though, you know, we're going to, we're going to the letter of the law which they've been able to ignore for so much time. Like I, th- what I'm trying to get to at is I understand why they see it as an assault is because there someone is finally calling them out on stuff that they've been doing illegally for quite literally decades generations, generations. Yeah. Like uh, uh, this is not something like just 40s, 50s, 60s. This has been going on for a very very long time. And now that people are coming to realize that, okay, we've got more, you know, diverse opinions. We've got more people coming in with more worldly opinions because they're from other parts of the world. We're seeing now that, you know, Christianity isn't the only thing out there. And they're scared. Well, They are scared because it's change. Right. Even though though it's something that... They should have never had the power they do. They they should never have had it according to the constitution, but they got it anyway, because at the time when all this was being established, that was what the majority was. So like, again, I'm not defending these guys, but I'm just trying to put things in perspective as to why (laughs) everyone says this is an assault. It's because, like I said, they're finally getting called out on an illegal activity they've been doing for so long They just assume it's legal, and the people who know it's illegal but do it anyway are pandering and generating emotional responses, so that they can stay in power and a pretty respectable paycheck. I would say, yeah, Doc Waxman is just one breath. (laughs) It
0: kind of, Doc Waxman just said um, more stupidity due to religion. Can't say I'm surprised. I would say all those holy books are good for is
2: toilet paper, but the pages are already covered in feces. And they're really, really thin. In fact, I would say they are I'm breaking the list rule here. We don't have a list rule here, you know that. Okay. Uh, They they would be considered a whisper-thin crap ticket.
1: (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) <laughs> the big thing is, is that imagine if you're 50 years old, you've been on, the, on this earth and alive for 50 years, and for 40 of those years, you've been told, no, you can't, you can't have the popcorn in the kitchen. You can't have the popcorn in the kitchen. You can't have the popcorn in the kitchen. And for 40 years, you've been going in the kitchen, taking the popcorn, and absolutely nothing has happened to you. Then on year, f- you know, n- now it's 50 years, you know, your 50, you're birthday 51, Right. And so you've been doing it since you were 10. You go in the kitchen, you take a piece of popcorn, and somebody slaps the back of your hand and goes, that's wrong. You're not allowed to do that. You've been doing it for 40 years. Why are you suddenly getting your hand slapped?
2: You're being attacked. Exactly.
1: That's your mentality. And that's what's going on here. You have hundreds if not thousands of years of people doing things in the name of religion and getting away with it, and now they're getting their hand slapped, and they feel like they're being attacked.
2: Exactly. And this, course, is, what, so this like is what we're facing. Religion. And this is what we're facing.
1: Yes, yeah, that's why. This is what everybody is facing.
2: Yes, that's why for them it is bowel-ceasingly
0: terrifying. No, that's, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Sorry, that one's already been crossed off so we can use that one.
1: No. <laughs> Whisper I mean, thin there are, shit ticket. There you go. There are Christians yep. out there who have started their own movement. Against hate speech and religiosity um, despite it being their own religion that's being done in the name of uh, mm,
2: yeah and when it comes to and, and I, I would almost bet tech that a lot of these guys are moderates like the, these are people who are the type of people, these are the who, people are, who
1: are reasonable the ones who well, know that yeah. Yeah, church, religion happens at church not at school
2: yeah, it, it happens at church. Um, they see some loose connection between uh, their religion and a moral way of life. Now, I, I'm not trying to jump into too much of a rabbit hole here, but you know, th- th- these are the normal... I would say the normies, the moderates, the, the people who, like us, are looking at people like Ken Ham and anal P. robes and all these people going...
1: What the hell is this?
2: You know, (laughs) there are people like that.
0: I'm sorry, I'm having a little bit of fun at uh, Doc's expense. The problem that we end up with is a cycle of enforced ignorance. Sorry? Okay, thanks. Thanks. If you're, if you're trying to get me scared,
2: don't do that again because, okay, you succeeded. The chair
1: fell. It. Sorry about that. No.
2: <laughs> okay. That did not sound like a chair falling. That sounded like something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah leave it, that's leave, a leave, tiny leave, little tooth speaker leave, attached leave, to my ear, so let, let it go, and let it go. fell next to me. So, so you're not the only oh, one who now has to check his drawers.
0: Appreciate that. So here – We know full well that one of my big things has been, for many, many, many episodes, education. Early education. Early quality education. And, unfortunately, it feels like this is simply enforcing and continuing to enforce ignorance. And... I know for well, Joseph would go ahead and, and say, you know, this is just another way of making sure that the uh, the providers in chief, whomever they might be, are the ones who are enforcing that, yeah, that's exactly what happens. That they continue to be not able to tend to themselves, not able to think for themselves, and therefore they become reliant on the system that's been put in place to make sure, and then they would just go on to be appointed up the, uh, up the Peter Principle chart. Into a position that they're really not good for, but they were placed there, so what you gonna do about it? it? The uh the reference to the Peter principle is not over uh everybody's head, I'm assuming. I'm I'm hoping. Does anybody Okay. I, sh- I I should have thought about this ahead of time. Is there anyone on the panel that does not know what the Peter Principle is? Or or listening live, by the way? <laughs> you got me. Oh, you do not know. I do not know. Okay, the Peter Principle is something that was coined by author uh, Peter. Shit, I forgot what the hell his full name was.
1: I can't so... have Google.
0: Mm. Anyway, uh, Lawrence J. Peter, I'm pretty sure is, is what his name was. I didn't. I didn't look it up. I read this book in. junior junior high or high school, and believe it or not, the first chapter of it all actually warns you. If you read this, basically it says the equivalent of what what we would say today is a meme. What is learned cannot be unlearned. You cannot unsee what you're about to read. And it turns out that it's true. The Peter Principle is basically everyone rises to their level of incompetence. Meaning, okay, in an organization, if you come in and you are, you are brought in as an entry-level position for whatever, and you show that you're really good at this entry-level position, they will promote you out of that position into a new one with more challenges and more stuff to it. And you're expected to learn how to do this job and do it well. And if you do it well enough... You will be seen as doing it too well, so you get promoted again and again until you get to a point where you're just able to hold on, and then, you know, that's, that's where you stay because they can't promote you up higher because you're not doing well enough that it's considered too well.
1: Which is stupid all across the board.
0: Yeah, in, in a lot of different ways.
1: But then you get the people who are... that's how we ended up with managers in IT that know nothing about IT.
0: Because they're put into those positions without knowing anything about what goes on below it. And, well, they can't get promoted out because they can't do a well enough job. And they shouldn't have gotten to that position because they didn't know the previous positions well enough. So it just becomes... And you're also
1: forgetting one one other thing. One other thing about that kind of uh, setup is that... You have people in higher positions who are the ones who took the chance on promoting that person or persons, because it might have been more than one. And they feel that, oh, I took the chance on the person. The person's failing, but I can't admit my failures because if I admit that I promoted that person to incompetence, I'm going to be seen as incompetent. And therefore, my job is going to be on the line. So I have to cover up their incompetence, either by getting rid of the people who are the complainers. So if people want to know why um, other people who turn in, you know, management who are doing bad things or bad policy whistleblowers, it's because of that sort of mentality is part of the problem. And... um, or they, like, transfer them sideways, lateral transfers, if you will, to another department or to another company or to another branch division. You get the point. And try to cover the whole thing up. And it just it, it doesn't work for anybody across the board. It makes things worse. But nobody is willing to admit when they're wrong because they're afraid. And that is something that we have got to fight across the board. Fear. Fear of saying, I don't know fear of saying I'm wrong, fear of saying I'm unsure, please help me. Now, the reason why this
0: is a problem in this particular situation is because this was, this is, an appointed position. In this particular case, the... uh, Mr. Tuck. Yes, I said it right. Mr. Tuck, let's be careful tonight, was appointed by... "Quote Florida Governor Rick Scott." I did go looking him up, oh, and this guy. would anybody like to take a wild stab as to uh, his overall demographics? No good. He's sixty-six years old. He is uh, well. He has a um, projection screen forehead. I believe is the politically correct term for it. Oh, um, an eight head. Yeah, uh, he is uh, six foot. That's nice to know. Why do we need to know that? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, a Caucasian, and he has a long history of working in politics. Oh right, uh, he's also uh, a Republican, which, on this panel, surprises no one.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm honestly convinced um, that there are no Republicans in office right now, or very few, if any, true Republicans. I see them mostly as Christian leaders trying to hold public office.
2: Yeah, extreme right, in other words. Extreme religious You can religious call them the extreme
1: right. right. You can call them whatever, religious religiously whatever you want. I still see them as these are people with religious ideologies who yeah. do not see politics as politics, but as this is another position that needs my religious indoctrination.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: That's how I see them
2: missionaries almost yeah or
1: that's a damn good example right there these uh, are these are religious missionaries who have I, no interest in politics
2: i almost said crusaders uh, but that might be going a little bit too far
1: um, some of them may see themselves as crusaders uh, you know what
2: i honestly i think that's what a lot of um, a lot of people who follow the like the, the heavy evangelicals the ones that i have the most problem with in this whole thing, I think you're right. I think a lot of them see themselves as crusaders because of the, um, the, the fervor that the evangelicals, uh, you know, whip their people up into tech, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you're moving around really loud. Sorry. There you go. Um, you know, like you've got these, you know, like the, the fire and brimstone preachers, you know, like the, uh, Oh God, what's his name? Uh, the, the soup guy. Is that is that that's not Baker, is it? Uh Jim Baker, is that him? Is that him? I don't He's he's the end of the world guy who's selling, you know, fifteen hundred dollar buckets of yeah. green soup crap.
0: Yeah, whatever whatever the uh the uh yeah. prepper food is, yeah. 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 So
1: <laughs> green?
2: Almost it almost looks like it. It almost looks like it. But guys like him, guys like Robertson, guys like um Honestly, I've 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 only been able to watch about like ten minutes of uh, of Osteen uh, before I wanted to throw up in my mouth a lot. Um, How about so I, in his mouth. Well, I'm sorry. Oh. Did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Uh, okay, look, I'm not one to kink shame normally, but no, bad Shujin, bad. <laughs> I've been watching too much stuff from Japan. Nice. Yes, you have. I'm sorry. We we we, we can we can edit
0: that out so nobody can use that later, right?
2: I don't know suddenly I'm thinking yeah you know, I I'll, you, get, no, I'll get
0: I'll get your PayPal don't worry I'll I'll, I'll make
2: sure No 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 not not about. that I'm I'm just thinking you know you got the evangelical you know got the the mic in the face or whatever going around talking stuff and all of a sudden you know the the traditional hentai tentacle monster erupts out of the stage and starts doing things to him Uh
0: we don't want to go down uh this this particular avenue uh I I reasons. know I know No, there there just, are reasons you know
2: the reasons any any it. artists out there though you know anyways no um but the, the the kind of fervor that some preachers are able to get their congregation whipped up into i mean we used to look at this and laugh in the 80s you know you go to those those baptist uh churches down in the south or you know the the parody of it uh james brown and the blues brothers you know, we're on a mission from God. Um, they're not um, they're not
0: crusaders. They're not. Um, what, what, what was the other term that you guys were using for them? missionaries? Missionaries. They're saviors. You remember how we've talked about on so many occasions where the uh, people just want to be the hero of their own damn story? Yes. That's yes. what these guys are. They are trying to save yes. all these kids. And the yeah, this Tuck fellow. Yes. I, his I, name his name is yes. Tuck. As in yeah. Friar. As in let's I, just get some tar and feathers and we, I, should, we should really bring that back. We should really bring that back. I mean how how hot does that stuff get? The polyester suits are just gonna just melt. Bridget, how hard is First it to, to remove? Along the
1: lines of nip and
0: shut up a second, Bridget, How hard is it to remove um, melted uh, polyester against somebody's skin? I gotta imagine that's gotta be like Extremely. really tough. Ext-
3: Extreme, yeah, it, it, probably painful too. Yeah. Okay. You yeah, take most of the skin off with it because it just fuses. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To be I'm fair,
3: not, I'm not advocating
0: for anything. I'm 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 just asking questions because she she would know better. Than, to be fair.
2: To be fair, to be fair, uh, most most expensive suits, like probably what this Friar Tuck. Okay, I'm calling him Friar Tuck from we now on. We could, damn it. <laughs> Even though he was one of my favorite characters in Rocket Robin Hood. What? I look like the guy. Okay, I'm just I'm am I'm a receding hairline no, away from it, being the belly buster dude. It's it's fine. Anyways. it's fine. It's fine. Anyways, um, most expensive suits are usually made of wool. Yeah. So, you know, um, unless you catch him on Casual Friday, uh, I don't think the polyester thing is going to work.
4: Just saying. I'm, I'm still imagining a burning like full Cleveland. What? What's that? I'm still imagining a burning full Cleveland. A flaming full Cleveland? Yeah, that's better. Flaming full Cleveland.
0: Um, I'm missing something here. Uh, I'm worried that we're talking about a Cleveland steamer, and that's an entirely oh, different thing we really No, are. no. We're not, we're not. No. No, no. Kids, the Browns aren't playing today. Kids, oh. don't look that up. <laughs> don't look up. I will. I will tell you a lot of times to go ahead and, and look stuff up because don't look that one up. Seriously. Yeah, it, it, you this look is, something? One
2: time, yeah, this just, is one just, time where educate yourself does not apply. <laughs> yes,
0: don't do that. Okay. You want to look up something that's got the word steam in it? Uh, look up Stanley steamer. Okay, that's safe. Just g- go with that. By the way, hi, Let's Joe. Good to see Adeline.
4: you. <laughs> but you're not familiar with the term full Cleveland? Uh, no. no. Really? Okay. Uh, full Cleveland is uh, head to toe white polyester.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. No, th- yeah. that's fine. I mean, my age. <laughs> Your age. Uh, doc, oh, <laughs> I, I treasure what little innocence I have left. I will not look that up. <laughs> Smart man.
4: <laughs> Smart man. There has to be a Wikipedia article on it. Oh, we'll, we'll, just, we'll check. We'll check that later. Just don't. <laughs> so the on the
5: web. Yes. Go the ahead. Bottom of the box. The bottom. What's the say, bottom. Uh, was it- the bottom of a moving box that it, it shouldn't have been in the first place. I figured since the internet was kind of behaving itself give it a shot. Uh mm.
0: your your voice is breaking up a little bit, so you might be pushing it just a just a hair for the moment. Hmm. But at least we know it's worth a shot. No, it, it was it was working for, for several moments hey,
2: there. We had evidence he was alive. That's true. That's true. So, yes, he's he's still alive. So,
0: here's the problem. We've got people who are getting into positions of authority who shouldn't be, and they're using it to their, I'm not going to say to their personal um, interests, but for an ideological one. Now, the problem with this is we know for well that this can be flipped around onto those who are in the progressive camp. And I'm saying P, progressive, lowercase p, because we've, we've had this discussion before. Yes, people who are in the lowercase p progressive camps are the ones who want to... Mm enhance education who want to invest in. And that's the biggest piece of it all in order to <coughs> bring whatever is the most up to date, the most learning, the most verified stuff so far about reality. Thank you very much. And bring that to as many as possible so that they can use that and they can learn and they can teach others and they can expand the body of knowledge But then we've got guys like this. And the problem is, we talked about Project Blitz. Guys, remember talking about Project Blitz?
2: That was just last
0: week. Yeah. It's the same goddamn thing. It's exactly what this is all about. It continues to be. It may not be on the... It may not be, forgive me for putting it this way, directly on their docket, but them pushing in order to have people who are in these positions of authority to whittle away and chip away over and over and over again. It's basically a war of attrition against, well, education and knowledge and people being able to learn.
1: It is an open assault on it. They're they're not hiding this. No, not anymore. They openly say these things.
0: That's right. And- they
1: openly say they're running for office to bring religion into schools. They openly say, hey, look, if I get an office, I'm not going to promote science and evidence-based learning because we need more prayer to prevent more mass uh, killings in schools because that's going to do it, not a gun lock.
5: Right, not- because religion hasn't been responsible for multiple other mass uh, murders in you know, history, Right.
1: But again, you and I, we are used to using logic and reasoning. They're appealing to people who think, oh, God's going to solve all the problems. Why worry about climate change when it's only going to happen if God wants it to? If These are people who me. are not using reality.
2: If you vote for me, I will restore the order that you have come to know for the past entirety of your life that's really what it's bo- this is what it boils down to is people these days are scared because the world that they knew is changing because of advances in technology because of advances in ph- in philosophy for some reason Be- because of the fact that things are progressing again we have technology we have the internet the the internet used properly can open your eyes to the world you can experience anything from an educational point of view. And I mean, I've, I've hammered this one before, you know, somebody who is complaining about their lot in life because, you know, they're not getting ahead or whatever. Like you've got a phone, you've got one of these. And what are you doing with it? Huh. Picture came up. Uh, what are you doing with it? You're screwing around on Twitter, Facebook, social media. You've got the power of the libraries of the world in the palm of your hand. And you're hashtagging your life away?
1: And, w- but, and we've already but, seen in history people destroying libraries. Yeah, people but, destroying yeah, information.
2: Yeah, because they want... Because, again, people get scared with knowledge because it disrupts what they think. they. It disrupts their little world. It disrupts their sense of order.
4: Their comfort what, bubble.
2: Yes, and what these politicians are doing... When they say that we're bringing prayer back into schools it's because the people who can vote remember when they were able to pray in school it be, It gives you that sense of familiarity it gives you that sense of order that they knew from their past that's why these guys are able to get in
4: yeah but again you have oh, to differ, you have to differentiate between um the sheepdogs and the shepherds i mean um you know, there's the real believers who truly believe that they're doing mm-hmm. Christ's work or whatever. And then you've got the people who are organizing all this shit who know full well the, the evil they're doing. And, and yeah, even before definitely think, a
1: distinction.
4: Yeah. And it the, it and we're not mind readers, so it's not an easy thing to do. But um mm, yeah.
1: And sometimes the the hard part is the only way you see the distinction is if you're actually on the inside, because then you catch the things that are going on, not going on on camera. You're catching the things that are going on in the private parties. For example, you know, you might have a local pastor who is suddenly taken under the wing of a radio show host. I'm, I'm using this as a hypothetical. Okay. Okay. Um, but I'm pretty sure something similar analogous more than likely occurred just because of probability where a local pastor was making some statements about a recent political enactment, some kind of law or decree, uh, well, if you take the current uh, administration a decree. but um, well, let's not go down that road just yet. But some kind of law or write-up, or it could be local, it could be federal, it doesn't matter. But something where maybe somebody in the religious area, they're not happy, right? It's not ending their lives. It's not drastically changing their lives. It's just a minor inconvenience, but they're not happy. And so the pastor made a claim about how it's ungodly or something. And your local radio jockey, who's known for being very highly aggressive one way or the other, Who's against this stuff and has no problems of calling people to action, suddenly takes this person under the wing. Hey, come on their show. You know, we like what you're saying. Why don't you why don't you take this opportunity to get your message of God out to a wider audience? And they don't realize that what it is is that they're not actually being viewed as, hey, this person's saying something of godly importance is like, no, 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 no. This person saying the message we want. They're local. They're down in there with the regular people. They're going to listen to this person. We get a chance for more viewership. We get more money. They don't realize that they're being drawn into their quote unquote personal demonic influence as they like to refer to other politicians who do, they disagree with. Oh, that person's a, you know, a member of Satan's church or that person, you know, they're ungodly or whatever. And, and they don't realize they're being taken under the wing of people like that who are using them. Because they only see it as, oh, this is a chance to get God's will out. And now they're being invited to after the show party or, you know, being asked to go on the road show. And they're asked, hey, you know, this message that you said, this is great and all, but maybe you could add this extra line to your sermon. Hey, it's in the Bible. You know, it's not against God. And, and, st- and, and slowly things start warping and changing. Most people who are suddenly introduced to fame, have no, who have never experienced it in their lives, have no idea how to handle it. And so they're easily, easily manipulated by those who are in nose deep into that world who know how to manipulate things. And they're being used and abused. And I feel sorry for some of them. The other ones that go in with their eyes wide open, knowing exactly what they're going to do, I really hope they have their own personal hell in the afterlife, if there is one. Because I don't know if there's one. I'm an atheist. Nobody has said anything convincing me that they are right. But that doesn't mean that there isn't something afterwards. It only means that my answer is, I don't know. And nothing you have said convinces me otherwise. So I side, since I don't know, on the most likely probability, which is, I don't know. Nobody's convinced me otherwise. It probably doesn't exist.
0: One of the things that, one um, of the, yeah, the things that he's uh, yeah, one of the things that kind of came to my mind were actually two items. Uh, number one, the idea of the people who we can't tell apart at first; those who are the true believers, and those that are, for lack of a better way of putting it, the puppet masters behind those who are the true oh. believers. And I don't know which is the more dangerous of the two when all is said and done. Because the true believer, after a certain point, will continue to do whatever it is that they're going to do. And should they ever be broken out of their little bubble, the downfall of that is going to be um, catastrophic.
1: Well, we've already seen that. Well, We've already seen what happens to a true believer who suddenly has an epiphany of, oh, my God, I've been wrong all these years, or I don't really believe this stuff. That's why we have the Clergy Project to help the ones that have gone, oh, crap, I'm lying. I don't believe this. This is a bunch of whatever whatever words and verbs that they want to use. But they realize they can't do this anymore because they're being dishonest. And so that's where the Clergy Project was born from, to help those get out and find something else to do with their lives because here they are, they've spent their entire lives around a nope. book and they may not have any other manageable skills. Now, luckily, some nope. of them do have things like experience in multimedia and such, but yeah, you get the point.
0: Yes, and, and that's that's there is that. But leaving that aside because that that helps out with some pieces that – Unfortunately, the the massively detrimental part can't really do much about. For instance, right. how someone feels about themselves, the absolute loss of self. And, and uh, this this is probably being put a little bit differently than we've talked about it before. But the idea of for okay, a couple of items. I've been duped all this time. How bad a human being must I have been that I allowed myself to be duped? How much harm have I brought to people because I didn't realize and I wasn't smart enough to figure it out? These kinds of things can get into people and the devastation that I'm talking about is an internal and personal one. And that's horrible and we know that that happens but like Tech said, this is the kind of thing that happens but then you've got the puppet masters, the ones pulling the strings behind the scenes, the ones who we know full well know it's a scam, and they're using every trick in the book in order to make sure that their puppets don't know and don't realize, and they'll hide them as best they can. Um,
4: for, think, go ahead. Yeah, a good example of that. It, it's not always religious. I mean, the Koch brothers, that's a good example of puppet masters.
0: Yes, it, it can it can happen in, in any ideologically uh, driven organization. Yeah. That's probably the nicest way to put that one. It could be well, religion, I mean, it could be politics, they, it could be any one they, of a host of different things. Go ahead, Joe.
4: They don't even have an ideology, really. I, it's just, they just want to maintain the stupid. And dependency of the public.
1: Well, I'm, I'm or do they gonna, want to take hold, action hold necessary it, hold to it. encourage the profit margin? Hold it. Well did it, uh, it?
4: Just look at where they put their money. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to
0: a piece that you just mentioned about, but Joe, you you were trying to get in there.
5: Joe? Which Joe? You. You. Uh, I think he was expecting to hear Joey. Mm -hmm. I was muted this whole time. I didn't...
0: I thought I heard you trying to jump in. Sorry.
5: No. Because I was actually looking up something relative to the topic.
2: Mm -hmm. Full Cleveland? (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, you know, the other thing, too... um, I, I'm not too up on the clergy project, but one other thing, and I found this a lot with people who um who, who become atheists or who, you know, lose their faith or whatever. If they don't go down the road of look at all the people I've hurt, there's also the other side of it where they suddenly find themselves without purpose. And they spiral into, you know, nihilism. Because suddenly, you know, what? You're saying life has no meaning? How many times have we heard that? You know, but, it's:. Oh
1: God. Hmm? I have lost I have lost count of that of how yeah. many times I've heard that. Yeah. And, and my answer is always the same to those people. The life has the meaning that you decide to give it. If you, if you wish to give yeah. your life meaning as to helping people, then go help people. Stop praying for them. Go help yeah. them.
4: That's exactly it. It's self-determination. It's, yeah. self, it's, it's autonomous thought. I mean, you decide yourself what your purpose is. Yeah, but you know what the but scary like, thing you
1: is? You point it out. You, you point out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dylan.
4: Okay.
2: So there are, there are people and there are books and stuff out there. And trust me, when it comes to self-help books, I'm not a big fan. Because, well, no, I've never really needed one. Not to toot my own horn, but, you know, uh, anyways.
1: No, I, I read one. I read The Mystery Method to try to be better at the dating game. And by the time I got done with the book, I was disgusted with myself.
2: Yeah. yeah, But there, there, there are books out there that will sort of, they, they won't tell you what to do but they will offer, you know, some guidance. And for people who are going down that nihilistic spiral, you know, it's because you do, you have to learn, you've got to plant your feet down and you got to seriously ask yourself, okay, what do I want to do? Well, one of the best, one of the best pieces I ever heard, and I just got this one recently, but Compare yourself, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to somebody else today. So if, tomor- if you do something tomorrow where, I, where you can look back on yourself and say, okay, that's an improvement from where I was yesterday. Well, congratulations, you've taken a step forward. Now take the next step. Shoot for the big goal. But don't overlook the fact that you still have to walk to get to that goal. So you got to break it down. You've got to, and there's, there's discipline that comes with it. There's a sense of repetition, but a lot of people, they just find themselves completely aimless because, well, life has no meaning because in the end, you know, no matter what you do, you come out of it dead. Okay. But between now and when you die, how many years do you have? You you gonna sit there and mulp for all those
5: years? And that's, that's why. Pretty, I keep, that's pretty that's why freaking I keep pathetic. That's why Sorry? I keep telling everybody: don't ever take life too seriously. After all, nobody makes it out alive. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> why?
2: But why not live every day? Why not live so that your tomorrow is better than your today? You know, make that little change in your life. It may feel good that you may want to do it again and again, and then a year from now you look back and you th- see where you were versus where you are, and you're like, "Holy crap! I've I did something with my life."
5: See, the, uh, on on that note, you know, something of my own personal philosophy is, you could be dead in five minutes, for all you mm-hmm. know, freaking. A city bus <gasps> crashing through the front of your house and bam, you're dead. Yeah. The engine could break off a of, uh, 767 and fall through your roof. Bam, you're dead.
2: The yeah. second one is a little more likely for me since I live on the third floor, but I, I get you. <laughs>
5: but, but, you know, for me, it's it's very much been a live-for-the-moment kind of thing, but if if you're that kind of person that very much is into the whole plan sort of thing, don't plan too far ahead because, let's face it, chances are you're not going to be there. But at least plan for tomorrow because, yeah, tomorrow might not come, but in, in the off chance that it does, wouldn't you like it to be a little better than today? Yeah.
2: But and, and this is... I think what happens with a lot of why a lot of people cling to their faith because to them, it gives them that purpose, you know, serve God or whatever, because other, otherwise, you know, what else am I supposed to do? And I think it's one of the hardest things we have as, as activists, although I really don't consider myself one because I don't march that much, but for people to say, for us to come in and say you know what your your purpose is wrong or your purpose is false how are people supposed to take that okay hold that thought right there okay because this this
0: is now coming kind of um putting together what I was going to talk about uh, a little bit before uh after Joseph had spoken but something that Doc Waxson had said just now and uh we've we've heard this we've heard this expression before and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it off as what he did. Sadly, having a logical argument with a religious nutjob is akin to playing chess with a pigeon. It knocks over all the playing pieces and craps all over the board. We've heard this expression before. We've heard this expression before uh, in, in various different ways. But there's two pieces about this. And, and I'm going to kind of wrap them together because... We've, we've, got about a, we've got about another hour, and something tells me that this is probably the right angle to go down at this point. The word, it, to, to put a singular word to it all is control. If these groups are allowed to continue doing what they're doing, they are usurping the order of the law and and we know this, and we've we've talked about this even last week they're going around those they're going around the law in order to ex what's the word that I'm looking for in order to uh, uh in order to utilize their own control in order to put in their own controls in order to subvert the accepted um crap. I'm trying to remember what the right wording would be for it. Uh, The the accepted method of doing whatever it is that you do in politics. The the
2: protocol? Protocol.
0: That is, is probably the best word for it in this case. Okay, the accepted protocol of what you are expected to do and why you're expected to do it. Now, with these groups, with these individuals, getting into these positions of authority and power, the reason why I don't agree that we shouldn't have these arguments is because we know full well with the direct individual, the likelihood of us changing their mind is really low. We know that we accept that simply because, but, We should not shy away from these. I don't mean individually as a group is what I'm talking about, because some people are good at this. Some are not. We should not shy away from these arguments because we're not going to be changing the person we're talking to. We want to be able to change everybody else that's looking in who is wondering What the hell is going on, and why is this being talked about, and wait, why didn't I know about these things? What I'm hoping for is that being able to be the educators ourselves, that is enough of being a, uh, uh, that is enough of being an activist without needing to go out there on the you know, on the on the Pussy Patrol, pink hat, um, you know, walks all over the place. I'm hoping that I'm uh, I'm hoping that I'm actually getting my point across. Uh, my head is starting to get a little uh, on the fuzzy side, and I'm not quite sure why. Uh, I'm I'm hoping I'm actually getting it my my idea across correctly. <laughs>
5: Activism isn't just about, you know, getting out into the street and, you know, holding up your sign and boycotting and, you know, petitioning and all this other stuff. Sometimes it's just getting your two cents into the conversation. And I think for
0: us, we do that, but we also help for educating those that have the curiosity as opposed to, you know, the ones that want to come over here and just,
2: you know, sling mud and accusations. And And that's um, that's the key thing. To educate people who want to know. Or
0: that or that becomes the big thing. Or there's there's another piece on that. Or those that have not been how do I word this right? Those that have not been indoctrinated into avoiding educating
5: themselves. Now I'm just uh see I'm picturing Shu and Uh, uh, You know, standing there in a mobile infantry outfit with the little uh, bulletin text underneath, would you like to know more?
2: (laughs) I was going to say a shadow bolt uniform, but sure, yeah, we'll go with that. Well, think about, um, okay, we, we had Bionic Dance on a few weeks ago. Yep. And one of the things that she does is apparently she goes out to, I think she said it was like a table or something, or she hangs out with other atheists. And gets, not necessarily, you know, preaches gloom and doom from from atop a soapbox, but is out there so that, you know, somebody who maybe they are indoctrinated to avoid, but, you know, I I hate to tell you this, but if something slaps you in the face, even though you deny it's there, it's still going to leave a mark. So they see it. And if that's enough to plant the seed, for them to go and ask, I think uh, to me, I think that's the best way. Like, look, a, a firebrand atheist—they're entertaining to watch because sometimes they're intelligently funny. Other times, they're bloviating blowhards, kind of like the people against which we're fighting. But. I also think that when you get in their face when you get in people's face and start screaming at them about how their religion is wrong, they are going to condition red and raising every shield that they possibly have. And at the end, even if you break through every single one of them, you don't win. You, you've destroyed your opponent emotionally. You, you've done nothing. You, you, you've done nothing to bring that person to your cause. You've just... You've made them catatonic but in many cases. But again,
0: it's not going to be about the individual that you're arguing directly to. It's the ones on the outside, the ones who, well, we know for well, it's really hard to look away from a train wreck. Yeah, that's true. So in order to force, force some, in order to get the attention of the others... Initiating the train wreck is one way of doing it and uh bridget um i'm I'm thinking of two very short ladies who are very good at initiating a train wreck when there's uh when there's preachers on the street that want to go out there and, and have at, them. especially when they're not drunk. You know who I'm thinking of uh,
3: Miss
0: Ashley that's one. And her sister in crime,
3: Miss Susie.
0: <laughs> yep, we gotta we gotta get them back on sometime. Mm. We got we gotta find out when they've got some. T- yeah, you know, um, when? Oh crap! When the hell was that that they did that? Uh was was that it? Was that at the first recent con that they went after somebody? I think so. Oh God, I'm. I pretty, wasn't at that one. No, no, we weren't, but. Um, Man, I wonder if there's some I wonder if there's some video. There's got to be some video of that somewhere.
4: But can I um just Go. say something about Yeah, dude. You know, we're talking about uh trying to to move people in a way or get them to change their quote-unquote worldview. But for me, it's really and actually even it's a big part of atheism itself is, is just transitioning to critical thought and that's the, the, that's a hard thing to a, do it's almost isn't it? a trigger it's a switch and we have to hit it somehow because you know for for somebody like a diehard believer who does not think critically all arguments impossible you could bury them in evidence and they would still deny it exists
1: it's yeah. like the saying that, you know, you cannot reason somebody out of a position when they got to that position without using reason.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily believe that one. I do believe that it is possible to reason someone out. I don't know what I can use as as proof of
2: that.
1: I know,
0: well, I know. You, leave me alone on that. You one,
2: can but
1: no well, can, no I I've got you one we can stand,
2: Oh, no, I was going to say. Um, I. I <laughs> OK, to be fair, I haven't read the book yet, but I have a lot of books to read. But I do have the book from Dr. Peter Burgosian as uh, the handbook for creating an atheist. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And his approach is more of the Socratic method. I'm not sure if you'd call this reasoning, but what he does. No, it is. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. OK, but, go, go, go ahead. But what he does is he asks you 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 ask questions that don't necessarily you know well can you prove God exists no he doesn't go there he doesn't go there but what he does is he'll take your he'll take your statement your claim or whatever and he will ask questions about it and he will eventually get to the point where the guy's like oh
4: okay That's- like exactly what I was I wanted to say it's um, the only way if if you tell them that they're wrong you're just going to get an opposite defensive reaction yeah but if you put them using if you can somehow maneuver them into um, confronting their own cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. or whatever um, they have to do the work themselves yeah and what
2: he calls it is street epistemology. Now, again, like I attended a lecture from him, or he he showed up here in uh, in Calgary a couple years ago and did his thing. He he did a speech, or uh, I don't know if you call it a. I guess you could call it a lecture. I mean, it it was held in a bar, <laughs> which was kind of <laughs> cool. Um, but just the way he talked and, and and what he talked about and the way it was, like I personally, I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, sort of his methodology of of how to do it. Um, and to me, that seems more, more reasonable, no pun intended, uh, for how to get people over because, well, okay, look at it this way. I, again, I go back to the fire and brimstone preacher and the fire and brimstone missionary and the fire and brimstone crusader and the fire and brimstone, what's the word you used? Uh, Saviour. These people that bellow and bloviate, God, I love using that word. Thank you, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he used that term with uh, for, for Oprah one time and it just stuck. Anyways. Um but these people who just spew this garbage at the top of their lungs with that that conviction, you know, that the you know they, they put the hand out or the, the hand over the heart and it's just you know you almost wish you could feel that kind of passion for something because it looks the endorphin rush from feeling something that cool has got to be just mind blowing just saying but to go after them after people like that with the same kind of yelling screaming and gesticulating this is this is fighting fire with fire and in this case, I don't think it works. I think you need to fight fire
1: with—I'm
2: uh, not sure what you'd call it—subterfuge. Yes, <laughs>
1: <Where> <laughs> or, or just,
2: <laughs> or, or just something that something that won't catch fire, or, or something that maybe reflects it back on them, and makes them, you know, really think about what it is they're doing. And, and what it is they're thinking i i'm i'm more that i'm i'm more an advocate for that than i am for you uh, you want to be a mirror yeah i, I the, the uh, it, it's like the the term i use at work a lot when i when i talk to clients because you know we bring in a we go to a a, a transportation agency that have maybe been doing pen and paper stuff for years that we bring in technology. And what we tell people or what I tell people is this program is the fluorescent is the mirror in the bathroom that is lit by a fluorescent light. Because when you stare at your reflection in the mirror, under a fluorescent light, you see everything, every pit, every fault, every blemish, and it sticks out. And I think and honestly I think that's the best way to deal with a lot of these people is put that mirror up to their face and let them see just exactly how full of crap they really are. And do it in such a way that they
4: go back and think what the hell was I thinking? But absent again where we're trying to motivate somebody to to think critically about their own behavior.
2: Yeah, but what I'm that saying is that
4: to yeah, it, it's
2: not a it's not a it's not a quick process. No, you know, like I said, I you, had
1: you, a thought. Mm-hmm. I had a thought about these the things that you guys are saying about people not choosing to think critically, people who are expecting a savior to be help them out of problems and such. And I wonder if there is some way to convince them, like, look, you yourself can be your own savior by enacting on the things that you want to happen. You want climate change to go away. Help make people change or make changes that make the climate change a problem go away. But in a positive manner, not ignoring it, but actively recycling or going through programs that actually do have um, – abilities to change the world in a positive manner. You want slums to go away. Well, help uh, repair somebody's siding to their house, you know, or you, your neighbor down the street doesn't have a job. Well, maybe help help them out by giving them a pair of, uh, you know, suit pants and, 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 or some clothes or something, you know, or help them fill out a resume, you know, take proactive steps, be the savior that you want to exist.
4: The problem I that I don't think you can, even- have to go that far. I mean, you, you just have to convince them that their opinion and them themselves, they actually count for sure. Yeah. Their opinion matters. Your opinion matters.
0: Yeah. The, the problem, however, is uh, the problem as I see it, is that we end up with not we end up with people who simply refuse to acknowledge the concept of investment. And I don't mean that you're specifically invested in a moment right now with someone or something, and you're, you're ready to go gung-ho, you're, you're, you're ready to go with this thing. I mean actually investing in something that will take time to take root and to flourish the the patient man, who believes in investing, is the one who plants a tree, knowing full well he will never get to enjoy the shade, because he won't live that long. I'm butchering a quote, but you, you get the general idea. What we that got... actually
1: reminds me of a comic that somebody created, a th- uh, a three or four panel comic, where a man was with his son and his son was very very little and they were planting a little tiny tree and um the man pointed out to the fo- to the boy that it would be for him and his children's enjoyment
5: not for Shugin. his own Shugin. yes sir the quote you're looking for is a greek proverb a society grows when old men plant trees whose shade they know they shall never sit in
0: no wonder i couldn't remember it right i can't speak greek worth spit yeah.
4: thanks it's what we what we're looking at here is also just um, when you're dependent on somebody else for your survival your primary concern is yourself all you have to your 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 sole sense of value judgment is your personal comfort and your fears and your emotional state or whatever. But when we transition to critical thought, we we become aware of what others think, of what others, you know, we become aware of our surroundings. We make value judgments ourselves on our surroundings, which means in a way becoming aware of other people. That sounds kind of naive, but... um, and probably badly put. But that, too, it's a huge transition. So, when we finally understand that uh, our behavior has consequences on people around us, you know, uh, benefits as well as, uh, you know, eventual damage, um, that completely changes the worldview, too.
0: But like I keep saying, you know, these people who were Brought up with that indoctrination are the ones who have been put into positions to continue that indoctrination, to whittle away at critical thought and independent conceptualization. Uh, it's probably not the right
4: terminology for it, whatever. Uh, and, propagate the program.
0: Yes, exactly right. Because
4: absent critical thought, all, all a program can do is propagate itself. <laughs> It's a virus. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It is a virus. It's, it's just it's insane cancer. how it works. It's a cancer. I've lost
1: count of the amount of uh, doctors and or people that have, uh, you know, from the skeptical community have claimed have treated religion like a virus.
4: And because if, you so, don't, if you don't know how to survive for yourself, but you've been indoctrinated with a program um, you have no other choice. What other lesson do you have to give to your kids? Just all you can do is just replicate what you made it that far on. There's, there's more.
0: There is the meta of it, which is I'm teaching you because we had power and status and control of society while things were the way that I had it. And it's up to you to continue that, because that's supposed to be your legacy. That's what it's you're working. here for.
4: It's working for me, so you have to do the same.
0: Yeah. Jeez, uh, amazing how um, how creepy the whole honor thy mother and father, when you start to put it into the concept of well, we had it good because we set it up that way. Now you're our kid. You're supposed to follow in our footsteps and keep it going that way. That starts yeah. to sound
2: really fucking
0: creepy that way, didn't it?
2: Yeah. You know, the, I, I'd almost be willing to bet that that whole honor thy father and mother was a way of saying acknowledge that. <clears throat> a- acknowledge, you know, that your parents did their best to raise you. Go, to, you know, recognize the values that they try to instill in you about, you know, being a good person. Unless your but parents were absolute shit. Point. But then go forth and carve out your own. Like the whole standing on the shoulders of giants. It should be the same thing with with whoever it was that raised you. You stand on their shoulders and reach for even higher. <clears throat> Because the world has changed from when from they were your age to now. So, yeah, you know, you've got your foundation, you know, what what you were, you know, how you were raised. But then you take that and you use that as a springboard to go somewhere else. And then when it's time for you to have kids, you have your parents, you know, whatever your parents taught you, plus what you've learned that you pass on to your kids. Now, that's the that, that's the happy, hippy-dippy way of, of looking at it. But you're right. Uh, I, I think they've taken it a little bit down. They've taken it down to Creepy Town.
1: And I'm it's like sure. a game of telephone. The message the, the messages, as they transfer, get garbled and lost and miscommunicated. Because the message used to be of the people, by the people, and for the people. And now it's one nation under a Christian God. And we need to go back to where it was of the people, by the people, and for the people, and get people to recognize, look, our country is exactly what we make it to be. You know, so so maybe... If you put in these theological rules and such, you're going to screw up the foundation that our forefathers put into place, the foundation that religion needs to be separate from state because it's the only way to make a free republic.
4: You know, I've said before that um, a democracy without critical thought is not one. Exactly. It's that that makes, you know, uh, looking at everything. You can't have a democracy
1: when you have somebody saying, look, if you're Jewish and you vote for a Democrat, your God's going to curse you forever and ever.
4: And that actually happened. And these people actually, they vote how they're told to. I mean, who the fuck would vote for Trump? Like anybody who could put two neurons together.
1: I I can tell you one person that I personally know when they completely eyes open voting for Trump. And the reason why they voted for Trump was they were tired of voting for politicians who didn't get shit done. And I warned the guy. I said, look, I grew up in New York. I read the papers. I've seen what Trump has done. Um, You know, this is not a nice person. This is not a person who understands how politics works. This is a person who understands how to destroy things. And you are voting in somebody who will potentially destroy foundations that have been put in place that are at this point very fragile. And he's going to go after them because he's going to look at the whole system as a manner of making a buck. That's how he sees life. And that's who you're voting for. And the guy said, I don't care. I'm tired of voting for politicians. He's the only option that's not a politician. He's got my vote. And I, I said, he, he, that, that really sucks. That really sucks that you're refusing to look at somebody else who could potentially be, you know, have favorable aspects, you know, to your worldview
5: just because so- they're a politician. This is the thing that really really annoys me. And yes, in this country right now, we effectively have a two-party system. But just because a name does not show up on the ballot does not mean you cannot vote for them. You can write in whatever the whatever name you want to write in, regardless of what, you know, the electoral college or the states or whatever put on their friggin' ballot.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Every election cycle, yeah. uh, uh, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, they, they, uh, they get Chris. Yeah. Cycle. Uh, back in the fifties, I think is what it was. Uh, Gracie Allen had been doing a, a thing on her, uh, her, uh, radio show with, uh, with uh, George Burns and she she was putting herself up for the next uh, election and they actually had to put out there, look, um this is just a joke. This is this is a show, a comedy ha don't 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 do that. Do actually and she got several thousand votes as a write-in because, you know, the, the knowledge of her was there. Didn't change the the elections, but it was interesting to see. At least from a, you know, from a scholastic point.
1: It's... There are people. I vote. I voted third party, um, on the second time that Obama ran for president, because after the first time, I was not satisfied with him, not because of what the the Republicans did to him. I saw that, but how he. Where which battles he chose not to fight, which I felt were important, what actions he took that I felt were didn't align with what I wanted to happen in reality. So you know, I used my logic and reasoning to find a prime candidate that fit my worldview based on my logic and reasoning, and that ended up being a third-party candidate. That third-party candidate obviously did not get voted in because Obama got a second term. How did I feel? I wasn't too happy about it. But hey, you know, I also knew that I was voting for a third-party candidate. Um, And I had, when I, I relayed this information to somebody such as my sister, my sister said, well, good on you for voting the way that you felt was appropriate, regardless of whether they won or lost. You took action, even though you knew you were probably betting on the little guy. That's a good mentality. The other mentality that I was hit with was, Oh, you threw your vote away? No, I didn't, motherfucker. I did not throw my vote away. I voted exactly how I wanted to vote and how I felt would best benefit this country. That is never a throwaway vote, okay? That was my voice being heard, even though my voice was not the majority vote. I made it heard.
4: But you have and to consider they entire... got a
1: significant portion of the votes too for a third party candidate.
4: You you have to consider the entire picture though. Because, um, does that work in the existing system? What Unfortunately, because of the
1: Electoral College, it does not work. We need to, and I've said it before, we need to get rid of that damn thing. It needs to be one person, one vote, one count.
4: But it's really funny because, you know, everybody's playing the blame game for the last election. What the hell got Trump into office? And you know, one can very rightly point out that, um, well, look at the, the, the evangelists, look at the percentage of them who vote, which is just, it's off the charts compared to the rest of the United States, and <clears throat> for who they voted, <clears throat> exactly who they were told to, which is <clears throat> blatantly illegal. But anyways, but, you know, This isn't the first time they've been doing this. They've always been doing this. But it's just the fact that people stayed home, disgruntled Hillary supporters or disgruntled uh, Bernie supporters or whatever, whoever you want. Um, It was just the entire picture is that um, a large enough part of the vote was kept away that this um, evangelical
5: drive had an effect yeah, and unfortunately, it's not that easy to get rid of the Electoral College because the moment you try to, the smaller states are going to turn around and be like, well, where the hell is our say? Well, exactly.
1: You're saying it's in your about one person, one vote. There's At that, that point, point, it's no longer about the states.
5: Yeah, but, yeah, tech, but there's it doesn't work like that. Million, oh. it's, there's 38 million people in California. There's 28 million in Texas. About 20 million in uh, New York, 19 million in Florida, 13 million in Illinois, and it drops off sharply from, you know, after about yeah, and the if first...
1: 15 million people in the country vote for one person, that one person gets 50 million votes. Period. End of conversation. There's nothing else to it.
5: But what about the interests of people who are in other, uh, uh, other states? You're effectively giving the vote. Specifically to a small fraction,
0: the urban centers of the country.
5: Right.
1: Yeah. And not you're everybody. giving one person the power of one vote, not a representative vote, but their own personal vote. If that one person chooses to vote for Trump, that's one vote for Trump. If that yes, one person chooses to vote for Bernie, that's one vote for Bernie. Not one state for Bernie, but one vote. That means if 10 million people vote for Bernie, 10 million people vote for Trump, that's a 50-50 vote.
0: Okay. Where where we are at this point is a completely different conversation that we kind of have to set aside for right now. Um, Voting is a big convoluted thing here in the United States, and we know it. And it has been for almost friggin' ever. We've had its problems, and we can... Certainly, talk about that, and we will, because you know, there, election cycles will be coming up. So yeah, we'll we'll end up talking about that. But, but the problem is that this is kind of convoluted in its own way, attached to the whole damn thing. Again, huh. what do you do when people who have the drive to push their ideology? onto the public when they have enough of the public behind them to vote them in. The problem is the public wants them. But they're doing blatantly wrong I'm not saying illegal yet blatantly wrong things. If not directly illegal. That's that's where we gotta, uh, where we gotta uh, end up taking this to, to finish this off. How do you deal with? How do you deal with? And uh, forgive me for wording it this way. I I feel horrible saying it this way. How do you deal with the stupidity of the masses? And I don't mean it in a in a pejorative sense. I mean the those groups, large groups especially that have. A ring pushed through their nose, and they're pulled along
4: by it. I wouldn't call it. I, I don't think it's very kind to call it stupidity. Like, I, I, you know, I trying, know, but gunning, I was trying to. Gunning Kruger. Uh, call it ignorance. Uh, ignorance.
0: No, it's it's not that because there are people who are very mm. very intelligent, like like Tech said got a person they they had their they had the reason and the rationale thought out for themselves it was it was the wrong way of dealing with it but they bought into whatever it was i'm t- i'm like i said i i don't i didn't want to use the word stupid but i couldn't think of a better term for it the people who are simply seduced to the dark side i, I don't i don't know Programmed. how a, See, there therein lies part of the problem, isn't it? That that could very easily be part of it, but it's well, nothing, such a subtle, simple.
4: life is a huge, myriad facet, faceted Venn diagram. I mean, oh,
0: true that.
4: It's it's hard to put everything into little boxes, but there is a trend, that's for sure.
0: And that's that therein lies part of the problem, isn't it? I see it as the education is just not getting out to the people so that they can find their way out of everything.
4: If we take it... Okay, let's take things right down to the core. Um, You know, we're born with a basic wiring, basic instincts, um, basic behavior patterns that unfortunately are not very well adapted to this society. <clears throat> so we're expected to overcome them you know using experience education and thought so basically from the get go we we have a basic program <clears throat> or um a behavioral trend if you want to call it that. you know that that is pretty fairly predictable and the people running things they well they know how to predict it which is why they're setting things up that way. It's just this point. We have to have, everyone has to have the opportunity of breaking out of this programming to have control over their own thoughts, have, you know, be able to question themselves just as much as others, and especially authority. Quest, authority has to be questioned more than anyone else but the other thing too well, i'm and, just trying to say it's not just education it's uh it's almost yeah. a switch.
2: but the, the cynical part of me is also saying that all of these people who the, the people who want the change who want people like this to not have this kind of authority are not the ones going to the polls because they're they're so disaffected or disenchanted by everything, like, oh my vote doesn't count.
4: Well, that's crap. These people need these people need to be told that your vote actually counts. I know. I, mean, I, I know that.
2: And the thing is, those people who are disenchanted are the ones who need to get out there and cast their ballot because that's those are the people who want the change the most but feel completely defeated by it. And, you know, I, I'm sorry, but uh, MTV's Rock the Vote ain't gonna cut it. There's gotta be <laughs> something else. No, I mean, there's, there's gotta be some other way. And unfortunately, having a bunch of doddering old farts trying to trying to uh, appeal to pop culture, that is epic failed move right there. Hold it. Uh, Clickbait politics.
0: Uh, Bridget, remind me. Uh what was his David Hogg, right? That was his name? Oh the, mm-hmm. the Okay. Yeah. Uh David Hogg, uh one of the high school students who was in a school shooting, got out there, put him put himself out there to get his word and his perspective out there to encourage especially the youngers to vote, the ones who are coming up into their 17-and-a-half to 18-year-olds so that they can vote in the the higher elections. Um, Here's my question for you, hon. Um, We know full well that people will vote for their own personal self-interests. And nothing says, I want to fight more than being pushed into a corner and being trapped
4: and being threatened. Just one slight, like, um, you've got a lot of people voting against their self-interest.
0: True, true, but, but, not, not, but, the, but not the piece I'm working with. But what you're
4: saying. They may not realize it.
0: True, but not, not the piece I'm going for. Oh, Bridget, okay. where I'm going with this is, knowing what we've seen over the last couple of years, and how the national screaming match regarding kids being shot in schools being a big thing and Mr. Hogg getting his voice out there and others from that area and in those situations, getting their voices out there, getting their faces recognized, going out there and using Twitter and Facebook to get their messages across of what the fuck are you not doing? Why aren't you protecting people? Um, Do you kind of get the feeling that, Maybe just maybe the younger voters are pissed off enough to finally go ahead and just say, screw this noise. I'm going to go ahead and vote anyway.
3: I sure hope so. I guess we will find out next year.
2: To that end. Oh, sorry. I,
3: I do know that, you know, more kids are becoming involved and active, even ones that are not old enough to vote and won't be for a few years.
1: I also know that, you know, from my job where I had previously a lot of people in my office who, in their personal opinion, not their not their military capacity or their government capacity or anything, all within the guidelines of what's called the Hatch Act and all that other crap, who used to be very pro-Trump. I've had private one-on-one conversations and general discussions and things that come up around the water cooler, as it were where they're completely you know they've done a 180 they're like i can't vote for this guy again this guy's killing us you know he's he's messing with our pay he's messing with our military leadership he's messing with our relationships with our own allies this guy's a nut job and they're starting to see the light now granted i don't know if if what i'm seeing is a small selection of a relative few that feel that way, or if they're a good sample of a much larger change in viewpoint, we won't really know until the elections. But what Um, I do know is that that gives me cause to say it's hopeful.
2: Yeah. I've, I've seen a couple of um, very right-leaning personalities. Well, I was going to say personalities, but um, who are actually have been very critical of Trump, and they're actually with some of the things he's been saying recently, uh, they they honestly they don't know what to say anymore. Now, now I still that being have a said, few
1: people that are pro-Trump supporters that are well, still Trump can do yeah. that wrong.
2: But that so being okay. said, but but that being said, and. Okay, 2016, three years ago, what did I say? When he was elected, I said, you know, DNC, left, get your shit together. You've got two years to blitz the houses and to make sure that you can, at the very least, cripple him to the point where anything he tries to put forward, you can you can basically do what the Republicans did to Obama. basically block them it worked a little bit now we're coming up on the big dance the election is next year it's less than a year away i think now isn't it no not yet it's not till november right right okay you've got a little over a year yeah a little over a year to go you still don't have a leader You don't, you don't have the, you don't have your candidate yet. And what I have seen in terms of policy platform and personality in the race so far has been a circular firing squad. Where's you got the the left is tearing itself apart with, with a frenzy that they should be reserving for, for the big dance yet. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm just cringing at a lot of the stuff I'm seeing nowadays. And I honestly, I, I don't know if you guys have a candidate, you know, whoever wins, I've, they've got the work cut out for them because look, I will say this, you cannot win the presidency on the single platform of orange man bad. I'm sorry, you can't. You've got to deal with your economy, employment, these rumors, these speculations that there's a recession coming, foreign policy, military, taxes, education, all of this You've got to start acting like a politician and not like some, not like a Kardashian for crying out loud. This, and again, I'm looking at this from the outside and I'm watching this and I'm going, you guys are screwed.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm sorry. I, there are a couple who I've seen who are pretty good. I think, um, Tulsi Gabbard is pretty good, uh, Andrew Yang was good but then he got into the mudslinging as well so i'm he's kind of down uh buddha i haven't really heard much from lately um but and, and there are others and i mean we we talked right off the hop today about uh, aoc and haven't, haven't heard from her in a while uh then there's that big conspiracy theory about that but what i'm seeing from the outside is is i'm seeing a political party that is even when the leader's chosen there's got to be a lot of internal repair work and like as soon as you get the as soon as you get your candidate you got to start campaigning against uh against Trump yeah i i'll be honest i, I don't have a lot of confidence you know uh yeah
0: <laughs> i got you um we're getting really close on to uh needing to wrap up uh if if you don't mind Dallin, i i just assume that would be are closing cuz
2: that was more than enough to to <laughs> run out a whole bunch of things I, I i soapbox way too much on this show but i think it's that's what why. the show is for and yeah.
0: besides as we get closer in on to you know once we get closer on into uh, into election season, yeah uh, we're we're very likely going to end up into a lot of political stuff so we'll uh, see how
2: that yeah um, but that's yeah, later as, as far as I can say um cynicals, nihilists, all those people who uh, think that your vote doesn't doesn't count humor me go out this time. Vote people like this crackpot out of here? Like, v- vote against them. See what happens. Vote for Vermin. Vote for Pedro. You know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> nah. No, let, no, let's see who a gets that A vote for joke. Pedro
1: is a vote for Pedro.
2: That's
0: yeah. um, I can't argue with that. Yeah, but... Hey, uh, that's
1: the most honest campaign you could ever come up with.
2: Yeah. That's true. But, yeah, just... Just try it. Okay, consider this your call to broccoli. Just try it; you might like it, and you might—you actually might affect a change.
0: I'll try not to make a reference to Star Trek. Now, some people get that one. You're my people. Thank you. <laughs> I, get it. Thank I, you.
1: I got
0: you that, that. I got that reference. I got
1: that reference. It's Thank good, you
2: Thank you, Steve Rogers. Yes,
0: uh, Bridget. I know that you have basically not had much to say, because I, I was the only one pulling you in. Anything that you want to get in here before we, have, before we have to close up?
3: Well, going back to the religious riot and Koch brothers and all that stuff being all tied together, um, we're housed. We are so housed. And apparently, uh, you know, since there's been so much climate denier stuff that the Koch brothers are responsible for, uh, apparently they're not going to live long enough to see the damage from what they've done. At least one of them. And I read an article where actually uh, environmental destruction is being encouraged to bring on Armageddon and, and get Jeebus back quicker. Mm-hmm. That's kind of scary. And I'm going to leave it with leave it there. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Joseph, any last item that you want to drop over in here with us? Or did you disappear? I didn't check.
5: I think he went. Yeah, he yeah. stepped
0: away for a couple moments. Away. Well, in that case, Joe, okay. any last for you?
5: Look, all of the ISPs out there, if, you're, uh, if your client is telling you that there's an issue with your network and they've been telling you for about a month and they've gone through every piece of equipment they can think of, it's probably your network. That's all I got to say about
0: that. <laughs> that's, that's 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 fine. There's a story behind all that. Maybe we'll tell you about it sometime. Uh, while we're waiting. uh, Tech, any last item for you?
1: So I've had to get my son to understand that the world he sees around him right now is not what he's going to see in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Anywhere in that time frame. That the climate is going to continue to change as it is wont to do, whether humans or not are affecting it. It is going to change. Um, Whether humans decide to do something about it is up to humanity as a whole. And he is part of humanity. So he has to determine what he plans on doing. Um, He has an interest in biology and the sciences and math, uh, but specific biology. And I told him, I said, look, the best thing you can do is continue to follow that... Uh, desire at enjoyment of, of science because while you may not be the person to change the world in any way shape and form you might be one of very 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 many people who do change the world in one way or another you have to decide where you want to be do you want to try to enact change or do you want to sit on the sidelines and watch? And that is his decision to make. But I hope that he decides to act um, by continuing education past high school, to continue education through experience and knowledge and questioning things around him, to pay attention to the politics. Because at that age, you know, most kids find politics boring. And I said, well, here here are some things that are not boring. Here are some things that affect you right now that politicians are talking about. They use big words that you find in the dictionary. But if you look them up, then you can see what they're trying to talk about and what they're trying to lie about and what they're trying to tell the truth about. So I'm trying to get him interested in that respect. And that is something that every parent, I hope, is doing in some way, shape, or form, trying to get their kids interested in what these Old fogies, as well as the new young bloods, are talking about because it could mean the end or the beginning, depending on how you want to look at it. And it can also be quite scary to suddenly have your eyes opened. And I told him, you know, you ever get scared about something, I'm always here to talk to. I'm here to to, to sit and listen to what you have to say. While nobody else may listen to you, I always will. And that's something that I think a lot of people are missing. Not prayer, not um, a a religious indoctrination or dogma, but just somebody to sit down and listen to them. Even if they don't agree with them, just listen. And that's how you enact change. Having a conversation, listening to the other side, not yelling at them, not debasing them for having a difference of opinion. And seeing if there's a way to move forward. And we're just not doing it.
0: Okay. I don't see that he's gotten back yet, but uh, Joseph, did you get back and just didn't reannounce yourself? Because I'd like to give you an opportunity to close yourself out at this point. Ah, he is just coming back. So his headphone is back on. There you are. So we're just closing out. Uh, was there any last item that you wanted to go ahead and uh, say for yourself before I close this out for the
4: night? Uh, yeah, I don't know what I missed while I was going. But um, I was an advocate always for critical thought. But I think even before going there, I think we have to go to Autonomous thought. I mean, we have to decide for ourselves what's good for ourselves and and others. And we have to realize the consequences of our own actions and realize that they do have an effect on others. Um. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, uh, I was hoping that te- technology would... Uh, you know, with the spread of information, that people would become uh, more aware, more intelligent. But what I didn't foresee is that technology also allows the spread of disinformation. And it can make people lazy, even. It's too easy to propagate uh, a given programming. So I really think the only way out of this is to to convince our children that they are capable of managing themselves instead of relying on somebody else to do it for them. That they can be, you know, teach um, responsibility, basically. And that even before critical thought. That's it.
0: Okay. I didn't want to accidentally cut you off. So. Oh, thanks. (laughs) No worries. So there was a piece that has kind of resonated for me for most of the evening for tonight after it was mentioned and it was change. Things change and there's there there is a there's a truism that the only constant in life is change. as backwards as it sounds on the face of it all. I was looking up some information, uh, because feel had mentioned that, uh, she, she mentioned a, um, an electronics, uh, company, a uh, TV specifically Philco. And she had one up through the seventies. I think is what, uh, what she said. I'm not going to scroll back at the moment, but I remember, uh, I remember some of the old time radio shows talked about Philco, Uh, radios. And a little bit later, Philco TVs started to happen, you know, in the 50s and started to really uh, come on their own. And it got me to thinking about how in the 60s and 70s, you know, little portable radios, the size of a paperback book, were all becoming the rage. And one of the things that was a big marketing piece was Transistor radios. Big thing. Because I've never seen a non-transistor radio. I didn't realize that there were some that you could lug around that were the size of a construction worker's and almost heavier than, you know, a lunchbox. And they had batteries in them that filled the bottom half, and there were 90-volt batteries no you heard me right nine zero volt not nine 90 and some even more than that and they used vacuum tubes inside of them yeah never really thought about it but it got me to thinking back how far back do transistors actually go they started thinking about it and coming up with the base idea for it at the turn of the 20th century they started to have, like, actual good quality stuff, if you can consider it that, in the 40s, where high-frequency stuff was starting to become a thing, where super heterodynes were, you know, still all the rage for vacuum tubes, but, you know, it's, it's kind of what was happening. Come into 1965, and you look at the stuff that they were looking at for future technology into the 22nd, 23rd centuries. And while they were they were looking at stuff like this, where the Star Trek communicator was seen to be an incredible jump in the technology that we had available to us, little did we know that even before we got to the 23rd century, the beginning of the 21st, we've got these smart devices where... With a couple of taps, you've got anything that you could want. You want to be entertained, you want to be educated, you want to share your thoughts with every and anyone and have it translated on the fly. You want to talk to the International Space Station, for crying out loud. It's doable. We haven't even gotten to the 22nd and 23rd centuries. And how many transistors are in this? I couldn't tell you. The people who developed the technology have no idea. They had no idea that a century after the base concept came out, this is where we would be at. We don't know where we're going to be 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Never mind 50 I would hope 50 years from now we'd actually be back on the moon, but, you know, I'll haunt somebody if that comes to it. The point is, change is inevitable. It is the way of things. The question of it all is, how much are you going to be the one steering that change we collectively on this panel we know full well individually now we don't have a lot of sway in what's going to be happening the pebbles don't have very much choice in which way to go once the avalanche started but the pebbles pull other pebbles and more pebbles add more pebbles and eventually the aggregate has something worthwhile we don't have to be out on the picket lines with everybody else but we can get our voices out there and we can help influence how people think about whatever it is are we going to change everybody's voices and everybody's thoughts on it no but over time we can grow that tree And over time, there will be protection from the sun for others. And that's why, over time, we have to keep our own hopes and our trust in the future and invest in those generations to come. That's our responsibility. As always, everyone, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and got something worthwhile to think about for yourselves. And uh, we'll see how this plays out for us in the future yet to come. Let me thank everybody, of course, as always, for being with us. Joseph, thank you very much for your time. You have yourself a great morning, and uh, good luck with the week ahead, Ben.
4: Oh, thank you. It's going to be a bit difficult, but... <clears throat> Um, yeah, I won't get into the details, but yeah, you too, sir. Have a great week.
0: Not a worry. You know, we do keep track of, you know, wh- what's going on for you. It's always, uh, it's always fun to look at stuff and go, shit, he actually did something,
4: um, cool. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to be making a server out of two, I'm, uh, Mac minis. Ooh, now that's something I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to try to have them both booting from the same shared storage. And apparently this hasn't been done before. But anyways.
0: Good luck. I, I look forward to hearing how this. Uh, how much hair you have left after it's all done.
2: <coughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> Seriously, good luck on that. Okay. Thanks, man. Take care.
0: No worries. Tech... Um, congratulations on uh, finishing up. Yes, we did hear your pussy in the background. So, uh, thanks for that giving us some
2: of that.
1: That, that wasn't me.
0: You're there. You're the, you're the, the head of the house right now. That's yours. No, nope,
1: That was actually Bridget. I don't well, care. That kitty cat meowing in the background was not from me.
0: It's funnier if I say was you know what, it's It was funnier if I said it was you. Thanks. So yeah, much. but
2: you see, if you have to force the joke to work, uh, you know, it doesn't. You know, I'm an old man. Don't don't give me shit right about that.
0: Tech, thank if you very you much for your time. Have to
5: explain the joke.
0: Yes. <laughs> if that is the Y'all criteria. Y'all have a good night. You too, man. Thank you.
1: That's all, folks.
0: At least we know that it works with the with the with the with the smartphone. So that's that's good. Thanks, man.
5: Not a problem.
0: Joe,
5: what? Oh, I didn't do it.
0: You actually, you did, and and I'm glad that you were able to be with. So, you try to take care of yourself, would you please?
5: Yeah, I'm going to be a real mean guy. Well, we'll
0: we'll discuss. We 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 told you everybody. There's a story. We're not going to tell you about it just yet, but there is a story. But uh, yeah, Joe and I are probably gonna have uh,
2: have some words when we get done, just for a few minutes. Am I gonna have to check the news to see if anything happens in that particular state no. in the near future? No, no.
4: Fisty cuffs?
2: No, no. But thank you for your time, Joe.
0: Yep. Bridget, um, thank you for catching that. I had completely overlooked that because um, I, I'm, I'm an idiot. So thank you for those of you that are wondering. Uh, I had not. I, I apparently had typoed Bridget Stain and never <laughs> noticed because I was going nuts trying to set everything up and then just completely glossed over it and didn't realize. And she called me out on it, rightly so. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's okay.
3: It's
4: all right. Rammer, slabmer,
5: bammer, slammer, <laughs>
0: bammer. Well,
4: and, and, and hey, I'm right still so. Yusuf.
0: That's because that's what you wanted, and you said as much. You want to change? Just say it. <clears throat> okay. I can make <laughs> it anything you'd like. I can. Don't don't tempt me. I could put dickhead in charge and put that on the screen. Don't start with
1: me. Oh, by the way, I changed the channel icon. I hope you guys all enjoy it. I I,
0: I saw the notice, but I haven't had the opportunity of looking. Otherwise, it's going to screw over again. Bridget, thank you for your time. How do people get in touch with you if they want to actually give you shit? Uh, they can give me
3: shit on Facebook. Uh, Bridget Fitch, or go to my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com, or catch me on the next episode of Beyond the Trailer Park, which is not going to be this Monday, but next Monday. Yes. We're doing an every two week format now, so. Yeah. We. Yes. We. Not you? you
0: no no not not <laughs> me the last the the first time i was on they they the the camera screwed up when we were doing the recording
3: uh well yeah
0: that's a whole other thing so you are uh you are on their uh, permanent uh host rotation at this point
3: uh for right now i'm covering for morgan she's having some real life stuff go on and she's not able to be on. So I'm covering for her while she's on hiatus.
0: Fair enough. Good on you. And Alan. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, as always, thank you for everything that you do and, 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 and just thanks.
2: (laughs) I do what I can where I can and the best I can, I guess you could say, uh, As for myself, of course, I'm the curator of the uh, audio version of the show over at HolyCraftTheVlogCast.com, which currently my bandwidth is dying or uh, killing itself to get the latest episodes uh, in place. should have have everything up by tomorrow. Um, And if I actually feel inspired to cast my thoughts out onto the ether... Uh you can find that over at in thewind.io5.ca
0: Thanks man. Now, now I'm now trying to remember I I've always pronounced it aether the a e t h e r Okay yeah
2: the, the 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 ae is yeah definitely aether um okay. I was I actually said ether Ah, uh, I don't know which one it's ever supposed to be I, no, I you actually might have got me there because I was actually thinking ether as in e t h e r but wait a minute that's a chemical that You know that's the stuff with the brown jug that if you don't open it correctly, it explodes in your face, or it gives you. That's what Jack Klugman taught me. Or (laughs) does this rag smell like chloroform to you? Yeah,
5: that's
2: (laughs) that's that's pretty much what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, that that was one of the uh, the old chemistry safety things. Is you know be careful when you open that jug. Otherwise, and then some guy opens it and kaboom! (laughs) That that was the one where they actually caught fire, and um, Jack Klugman. The original Oscar Madison and Quincy M.E. was the guy that was doing that show. That was like a lab safety course I had to take in university chem. Uh, um, begging
0: the colonel's pardon, he wasn't the original.
2: Well, no, but okay. The original from when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, when you were a kid, there was the movie, and it was Martin Landau. No, no,
2: Martin. Shit. What the hell was his name? Uh, Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau. Why the... You know, uh, you're getting old. No, because he's been watching too much. He's been looking too much at the Space 1999 sub forum or whatever on Facebook.
0: No, no. I actually (laughs) misspoke it. And as soon as it came out of my face, the first thing that I thought of was when he was on Mission Impossible. So,
1: screw you, man.
3: (laughs) Oh, wow. That's way back.
2: I am old. Don't fuck with me.
5: We're old. What's your excuse?
2: And don't even bother telling
0: me, because I'm going to forget anyway.
5: Go shoot some slack. He had a scary moment earlier today. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Hey, hey, (laughs) shoot. That's a a nice village you have there.
0: Be damn shame.
3: Something
0: happened to it. Damn, if something
5: were to happen to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Maybe, you know what? Maybe next week we'll talk about fun stuff like gaming and whatnot. Maybe. I don't know. Cause we're due to have a fun show for a change sometime. You know, maybe. I don't know. We'll, oh. we'll see.
3: Oh, if we're doing gaming, I can take little pictures of my baby dinosaurs that I raise. And yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right, too. You're,
2: <laughs> no, uh, she, no, Bridget is a, an avid gamer of ARK uh, survival. Uh,
5: evolved. Evolved. Thank you. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll take pictures of my cute little duckling. Quack quack. Anybody who has played Roll the Tanks knows that uh, what is technically referred to as the duck is anything but cute. You know, Joey,
2: you got to check out a. Uh, you gotta, <laughs> no, you have to check out a YouTuber named the Russian Badger. Him and his buddies get into World of Tanks, and honest to God, I've, I've actually watched some of their other things. They've done Warhammer, they've done World of Tanks, World of Warships. I don't typically laugh at these at Let's Plays. Mm-hmm. This guy has had me in stitches. Um, he, you might want to check him out. Like he's, the guys are hilarious. Uh, since we have to get out of here,
0: I'm just going to go ahead and uh, Joe... Whether you can see me or not, I don't care. For those of you that can see this, as far as I'm concerned, the only duck that makes any sense whatsoever to me is that. For those of you that recognize it, congratulations.
5: You're old, too. That is... Oh, I know what you're talking about. But hey, duck. that, that <clears throat> crash landing, you're not going to buff that out. Uh, Yeah.
0: That's that's a whole other thing. That's mm-hmm. you know what we'll talk about that another time.
5: A- as to why any of the crew members walked away with their knees being anything except jello,
0: another time, another time. Bounce a particle beam up the ne- whatever we didn't go so. Until the next time we get together, everyone, thank you for being with us. If you would like to get in touch with us, feel free. Of course, all of our contact information is over at holycraptheblogcast.com. And the voicemail line, as always, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. And, of course, if you'd like to drop a little bit of money our way, feel free, patreon.com slash hctv. Beyond that, we need to get out of here because I am a little bit too punch drunk. One too many hits in the face. Shut up! I know. I know you. But please try to have yourselves a good week. And for those of you for whom uh, school has started this week, I know know the last couple of weeks everybody else has been starting. My little one doesn't start until the 4th. Please be safe out there. Please, please, especially if you are driving in school zones, please religiously follow Speed Limits.
5: Please. And please please make sure you have your pants on.
0: So, until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And, of course, my lady, too damn many years later, I am still in love. Hmm. Not today, Fujin. I love you. I miss you you dream of me Till the next time we get together everyone
2: as always good night you've been listening to Holy Crap the Vlogcast feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube and Twitter pages theme music is Twisted by Kevin MacLeod available at Incompitech.com. and on behalf of all of us here